Hello and welcome to the Eating 1871 podcast with me, Jeremy Inson. I'm talking to the people involved and bringing you all the news from Eating Trailfinders Amateur Men's Section. I hope you enjoy the show. It's Thursday, it's episode 11 of the Eating 1871 podcast. I'm very happy to say I'm joined by one of the front rowers, Mr. Luke Beasy. Good evening, Luke. How are you? Hi, uh, Jazz. All good, thanks. You had a weekend off. All three had a weekend, did. weren't you? Uh, what'd you get up to? Uh, not a massive amount. Uh, my mum came down and visited during the weekend. Uh, she's a massive Chelsea fan, so took her down to Stamford Bridge, took her to the club shop where she's buying pretty much everyone. It seems to be a Chelsea shirt at the moment. So, you know, not myself, thankfully, but yeah. Nice to see her, her partner, just had a few drinks and went out for a nice lunch, uh, lunch on Sunday as well. Very civilised. You weren't fancying a, uh, I can't think who plays for Chelsea these days, Ster- uh, Raheem Sterling shirt for Christmas then? You know, definitely that in your not, stocking? definitely not. She was uh, buying her stepdaughter, uh, step-granddaughter, I think's the term, uh, a Levi Colwell shirt, which just not for me at all. No, no, fair enough, fair enough. Today is an Andrew's day. The November the thirtieth of November, uh, and for some reason I thought you were Scottish, Luke. Uh, any idea why I thought you were Scottish? And am I the only one to think you were Scottish? Definitely the only person to think I'm Scottish. Uh, I'm not. I wasn't born anywhere near Scotland. I was born in Malvern, well Worcester technically, uh, but grew up in Malvern, so probably closer to Welsh than anything. But definitely full blood English. There we go. So, as a Worcestershire boy, uh, were you uh, were you a bit disappointed by saddened by the demise of Worcester Warriors? Did you ever used to go down to? Uh, so, to I'm actually I'm actually a Gloucester fan more than anything. Um, so, growing up, Worcester weren't exactly the powerhouse they were at one point. They very much just sort of sitting around the championship sort of area. So, me and quite a few friends used to just head down to King's Home every now and then because it's quite easy to get on the train from there, and you know it was quite nice just getting down, sitting in the shed. Well, I say sitting in the shed, standing in the shed and just getting into getting into rugby from a very young age. Um, I think I've played for something like 18 years now, so definitely getting on a bit. But no, yeah, it was a shame, to be honest, because it really was a community club. Like, it's one of those sort of areas around Worcester where there's not a massive amount of sport in general. I mean, what the football club, Worcester City... Uh, I don't know where they are now, to be honest, very much down the leagues. But Worcester Warriors were very much like a the the main sport within within Worcester. And for what happened to them, just didn't really seem fair more than anything. I mean, you look at what happens with, with the owners. I mean, let's be fair, they're complete cowboys. And I, I don't think they'll be very much welcomed back within the city centre at any point. Um, so where did you play your rugby when you were young? Around Malvern and, and that part of town? Yeah, I grew up playing for Malvern Rugby. Um, so I can't remember the name of the this the stadium. Well, the stadium's the ground now. Been a lo- been a long time since I've actually lived there. But yeah, I, I started playing when I was about twelve or thirteen at school. Um, sort of decided to go down to Malvern Rugby Club, and yeah, it just became a, a passion of mine ever since. I mean, the big well, the thing that people definitely know about me straight away when they see me is that I'm a front rower and I've been stuck in the front five my entire 
rugby career, to be honest. Um, despite many efforts to try and get out into the back row, people will just see me and go, yeah, you know, stick him in the front, stick him at, stick him at prop and he'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I played, Malvern was where I sort of started my trade, playing all the way through to, I think it was the Colts sort of age. And then I had a few uh, caps for the senior side, but then went off to university from there. And I unfortunately haven't been back since, but if I was ever back in the area, 100%, like Malvern through and through. You don't ever, you don't ever like nip in for a match every now and then when you're, you're back home visiting your, your mum or your dad? Unfortunately not, no. Um, I, I, like I say, I've not been back to the club. I've not been back to Malvern for quite a while. Uh, they live up in Worcester now. It's not far, but it's just far enough to stop me from, from heading down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when did you come down to Ealing? How long have you been with us now? So it's, it's a funny one, actually. So I've been with Ealing for three seasons now. Um, but I've been in Ealing for five years. So I moved down in 2018. Um, my partner was was living down here anyway. Uh, she was working at Sky, and I'd just been made redundant from my role up in Coventry where I was working. And I just thought, why not move down to London, try something new? Um, and when I got down here, like you know, adapting into a completely, pretty much an entirely new life trying to form any form of social life is really difficult. Um, so first things first, I was like, right, well, I haven't played rugby for a few years, so let's let's try that. And I joined quite a few different clubs around the area. Um, mainly, oh, I joined, well, I won't actually name the clubs, I feel like they wouldn't, wouldn't like what I had to say, but I just never really felt at home there. Um, I think there's always a level of like sort of social anxiety when you're joining a, a, definitely a sports team because it's very hard to kind of get in with people like quite early doors. And it's quite hard to sort of like, you know, put, you have to earn your stripes. There a little bit. Say you again. Have your, you have to earn your stripes, don't you? Yeah, definitely. And I think the difference that I found when I came down to Ealing was I joined during like the preseason, like post COVID when we were basically playing for about 15 minutes and then having to sanitize the ball and things like that. So it was an interesting time, but like during COVID, I tried to go, um, try to turn myself into a runner, which when I'm 120 kilos and very top heavy, my legs didn't really, didn't really take for it. Didn't so, appreciate that. No, not at all. And so when I started training, my calves instantly went. So I basically decided, no, rugby's not for me. I'm done. Um, and then the season started and as Ricky at the time messaged me and was like, hey, do you fancy, you know, do you fancy coming down again? You know, you, you're decent during preseason. Do you fancy getting, getting season under your belt? And I decided to come down, uh, trained again. My calves went again. But I went in to see Matt, the physio, who, bless him, he's had the deal with me on countless, countless occasions. And I just, I don't know, there was sort of just like, People recognised me from when I came down previously, and because even though I wasn't training, like people were still coming in saying, "Oh, hi, how you doing? How's how's the injury?" And I don't know, that sort of just made me warm to the club massively. And you know, when I finally got my my debut against Hackney, uh, with a very very fun game, it was just you know it was set for me from then. I'm bleed green, Ealing through and through. You're listening to the Ealing 1871 podcast. Bleed green. What made that fun, uh, the match against Hackney, so fun? Oh, just being able to get on the ball again. It was my first game in maybe about four, 
first proper game in maybe about three years and just to be able to get the ball in hand and just run straight at people it's 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 what I live for I'm not one of these people who can sidestep or try and run around people I'm straight through the brick wall and 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 how's your you mentioned your partner how's uh, for starting she's still on the scene and and how's your been involved with rugby has she have you brought her along for the ride as well she's happy to get rid of you on Saturday afternoons Oh, she's she, well. She basically made me join a rugby club. Um, she plays netball for Actonians. So before I joined rugby, it was very much sort of my Saturday comes and I'll sit in my boxes and watch watch the footy on TV and maybe open a up a few beers. But no, joining joining the rugby club has been life changing for me, especially in terms of just like getting my sort of build building my social life down here um, in Ealing. Uh, you know, I. I would probably say I'm one of the more on the quiet one of the quieter members of the team. I'm not one who's going to just you know put myself out there, but it there's just like a really nice bond of like the lads who are there, and you know I've just started taking on a little bit of the social media stuff and doing stuff with the website and getting myself really involved with the club a lot more. And everyone's just so supportive, and you know, like I say, my partner is just really happy to get rid of me on the Saturday. I think. Uh, yeah, you mentioned the social media. You're part of the social media team. What, yep. What's your function there? Are you were you behind the crossbar challenge video? Ah, uh, well, that, that's a fun one. Don't be modest. Uh, so don't be actually, modest. I don't know what the role title would be, but um, Toby has decided to pass over the reins to me this year um, in kind of sort of leading the team. So we, there's a few members of the team. We've got Connor, Lou, uh, Parky, Toby, and we just brought in Devis and Alfie as well um, to kind of start building up for a bit of a recruitment campaign um obviously we're keeping things ticking over for the rest of the year but um when it comes to april we obviously want to do a massive massive sort of push to bring new players into the club um the club's maybe what four four years old so you know we really want to try and start driving home the message that ealing 1871 is a place for people to come play rugby very good now of course talking of playing rugby this saturday you've got full full fixture list the first away to hendon Mm-hmm. And that's two o'clock kickoff at Greenlands Lane. And then the seconds are at home to Haberdashers and the thirds are at home to North Holt. Both of those two o'clock kickoff. So anyone listening wants a bit of a rugby fix in the afternoon, come down to those or venture around the North Circular to watch the first two o'clock kickoffs, all of them. Uh, Luke, which one do you fancy? Oh, well, I'm, I'm just happy to play in the green. I, I basically just seem to play in whatever team. Uh, Last last week, I was on the bench for the ones on the Friday night. Um, thankfully, didn't get on because I had a game again on the Saturday starting for the twos. The week before, I played for the threes, um, coming back from injury. Um, and whenever I get a run out, I'll happily play for the Evergreen. So, I, you know, I'm, I like just playing across every team and sort of mixing in with whoever, to be honest. And just, of course, as long as he's got number one or number three on the back. Number one or number two. Unfortunately, I can't play tight head, as many people have seen. But you've you've given a hooker a go. Yeah. Um, so I actually spoke to Dave this year about potentially trying to make a move into hooker. Um, I've lost a fair amount of weight, to be honest, compared to what I was the previous season. So running around's a lot easier and the fitness seems to be getting better. So, you know, all I need to do is work on the darts and hopefully I can maybe get a get a run out at two. But let's be fair, props are worth their weight in gold, and that's a lot of gold. So, you know. 
Absolutely. Well, we shall see how it goes. And just one last question, seeing as it is St. Andrew's night to the day this is coming out on Thursday. Will you be celebrating St. Andrew's Day at all? Will you pass yourself off as a well, classic Scot? Well, it seems you thought I was Scottish. So I'm Maybe not, you're drinking not sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> I would have been retching, unfortunately. Um, no, yeah, uh, I guess I'll be potentially having a bit of haggis at some point, maybe. Um, unfortunately, I am full full English as far as I go. So, you know, it's not something for me to celebrate. Fantastic. Well, never mind, never mind. There'll be other things too in the not too distant prediction. But Luke, thank you for talking and clearing up my mistake on your nationality. And uh, <laughs> no we'll see you around the club. Yep, see you around. Thanks for listening. Join us next time and remember to subscribe and follow us on all the usual social channels. Read Green. Oh,